Welcome to the Reliance Community Podcast. Worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock or 10.45 a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. All right, I'm going to ask our worship team to come and cut me off when it's time for baptisms because we're going today, all right? Um, if you're a visitor, welcome. We're excited to, to have you guys here. Um, we've been... A couple weeks ago was Easter. We talked uh, a few weeks ago, resurrection life. And then um, a couple Sundays ago, then after that, after Easter, we talked about the Great Commission that in light of the resurrection, because the tomb is empty and Jesus is alive, from that moment, he put you and I on assignment. So we talked about the Great Commission, what the Coles are doing and others are doing out there. We talked about how it's our role now to go from Cindy's Hope. She shared everywhere. That's what Jesus told us in the Great Commission. Last week, Cindy was here from Cindy's Hope. She shared with us right now how the gospel's going global over in Africa, amen? It was awesome. And so, so we, we've really been like pressing into this assignment that Jesus has given us. But I don't know if you ever feel a bit uncomfortable when all of a sudden somebody says, no, no, God chose you to go share his word with everybody. He chose you to go proclaim the gospel. Does that freak anybody out just a bit in here, if we're just being honest? Anybody? Okay, so here's what he says to you. He says, it is you that I chose, but not that you would walk in your own authority and power. Amen? He says to you, not only have I put you on assignment, but I've given you authority and I'm empowering you with my spirit so that you'll be able to accomplish what I want you to accomplish. So the beautiful thing about the Great Commission is it's simply based on you and I saying yes in obedience and all of God's power to make it happen. Amen? And so I hope that what you hear today as we talk about the Holy Spirit is I hope that you hear that there is something that I believe the church is still waking up to, and when we get to this place, man, God's got Pentecost. It's actually coming. It's right here. 50 days after the resurrection is this event called Pentecost. It's actually coming up here in like a week or two, uh, Pentecost, that they celebrate. But 50 days after the resurrection, 120, roughly, men and women go to an upper room, and they begin to pray. Now, here's what's interesting. Jesus says to them, before you do anything else, they saw him, he's been resurrected, he's been speaking life into them, and before, he says, don't go out and do ministry, don't go to another country, don't go here, don't go there, don't do anything until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Okay, and so 120 roughly, men and women get in this upper room, begin to press in to the Lord, begin to pray, and then the Holy Spirit falls. And here's what Jesus says in Acts chapter one, verse four. While they were staying with, while Jesus was staying with them, he ordered them. He didn't suggest to them. He didn't say it would be better if you did this. He ordered them, do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait uh, He says, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? They're still bent on this idea that they're going to get out of captivity from Rome. This is still their mindset. Even up until now, they're thinking that this is when they get out of their captivity. But listen to what Jesus says. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father about that right now. I'm not, in other words, I'm not worried about that right now. You shouldn't be worried about that right now. 
I'm not worried about who's in this place right now. You shouldn't be worried about who's in this place right now. But this is what he says. But you will receive power. He says, I'm not worried about who will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. I'm not worried about if Rome is in power because you're going to have power and you're going to be my witnesses. Amen? And then he says to them, in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of sight. This is how important this message was to him. Like he stamped it by being taken up into the clouds. Like that's pretty cool, right? If Jesus is telling them something that's radically important and then all of a sudden they see him floating in the sky, right? They're going, somebody better jot that down. And this is the words that he told them. You will receive power to be my witnesses. Don't start, don't do anything until that power comes upon you. You see, today, empowerment to fulfill the mission is not about your strength, it's about his. And this would be your take home. If you had a take home today, it'd be Zechariah chapter, but by my spirit, says the Lord, not by strength, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I wanna say this together. Not by strength, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Not by my strength, nor by my power, but by the Holy Spirit's power, says the Lord. Amen? And so I want you to know this more than anything else. This mission, this commission, this life of Christ that he has told you to walk out, that Jesus has modeled for you, is not going to be done by pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and trying harder. <laughs> But it is going to be done when the power of God comes upon your life. So, I, I have a, a tendency, uh, when I grew up, we, around charismatic circles, and we grew up in those circles that, for some that didn't grow up in those circles, the, there's a fear a bit of the Holy Spirit. You've got Father in the Trinity, Son, and you've got the Holy Spirit. And so for some, we're radical for Father, we're radical for Son, we have no idea Holy Spirit. Because for some, they've seen or they've tasted a bit of an experience that either freaked them out, weirded them out, or was just weird all around. Anybody can, just, we'd be honest, anybody seen some weird things, all right? And so because of that, there's a fear that comes over the church when we begin to talk about the Holy Spirit. Now, now here's what, the analogy that the Lord gave me in that, and I get it, right? Like we gotta be ordered in how the Lord calls us and move in this thing and how he calls us and not do our own things. But here's the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and we're negating what Jesus was so passionate about. So let me, let me share this example. Imagine if I go up to my wife, and I look at my wife and I say, baby, I love you. I love the person that you are. Like, I love the physical nature that you are. I love your body, but I could do without your personality and your presence. She's not in this service, don't worry. And it's not true. I love those things, right? So, but imagine if I did it. How many, what, does that end well for me? Probably not. I probably wouldn't be preaching. I'd be dead, Right? So, so now imagine that you go up to God, you go, man, I love your son, love him, love his, his physical nature, love that he was a person, love that he walked. Here the church is going, I'm your presence and personality. And here the church is going, I'm radical for father, radical for son, could do without Holy Spirit. And the Lord's going, ah, we're going to get, we're going to, so I'm, 
the next few weeks, we're going to go after this thing. We're going to get, we're going to, and I want to bring it to a place where you see today in particular, I, like we're going to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You've probably heard baptism of Holy Spirit, baptism of fire, filling of the Holy Spirit, and dwelling presence, all of that terminology. And here's where it comes from. John says in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, I baptized you with water for repentance, but there's one who's coming after me that's mightier than I, he's speaking of Jesus, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Amen? The Holy Spirit and fire. Now, I don't know about you, but you can see fire from anywhere. There's an effect that fire has on you. If you, if you have fire on you, it's noticeable to those around you, right? Like fire affects you. You're not going to walk through fire unscathed unless you're Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. This is a whole different story, okay? So, like, you're, the fi- everybody's going to notice there's something different. There's a fire in you that's different, amen? It affects you. And so, when, when we talk about this, I want you to get a couple of things, just a few teaching moments. When you say yes to Jesus and Jesus comes into your life, you have the Holy Spirit. Hear me. No, no one comes to the Father but him who's been drawn. His Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. That's an, you have the Holy Spirit when you say yes to Jesus. So here, though, John's saying you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. And so this is where we say, but there is an indwelling presence of God through the Holy Spirit that comes on you so that you can live out the life that Jesus lived out. Let me give you an example. You've seen the analogy. We've done it before even in here. It's like filling the cup up to the top, and it's on the brim. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. But you keep pouring the water on, what happens? It overflows. Everywhere it goes, it affects people. Everywhere it flows, it affects people. I, like, I was meeting with A.J. Canfield on this, and he had a great word on this. He goes, this is how I see it. You ever been to Great Wolf Lodge or one of the water parks where the huge bucket fills up? You guys know what I'm talking about? And, and the bucket fills up, and then like an alarm goes off, and everybody starts going in hundreds and hundreds of gallons of water. And then the bucket pours out, and it's like, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of gallons of water, thousands of gallons that just pour on, and it affects everybody. Even if you didn't want it, it splashed you, all right? Some people it knocks down, amen? So here you got this bucket of water being poured out, and it's affecting everyone, and then what's the bucket do? Boop, tips back up, and it gets filled back up, keeps pouring out. It's its only job. It fills up, pours out, fills up, pours out. So when we talk about this baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire, we're not saying that as a believer you don't have the Holy Spirit, but there is this measure that's poured out to where you're now overflowing and the life of Jesus is radiating from you. So, (laughs) we're we're passionate about this. And today, really what I want to get in like, I don't know, five minutes, ten minutes maybe, what I want to get is that Yes and amen. We're going to talk about miracle signs, wonders. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit's work in that. We're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. Man, that's, it's an amazing deal. Today, I just simply want to show you what the everyday leading of the Holy Spirit does in your life. Just the everyday fruit. I want more signs. I want more wonders. Spirit used in radical ways on greater levels. Yes and amen. I want to see the gifts of the Spirit used in radical ways in the body of Christ. Yes and amen. But what does it look like in the everyday leading of the Holy Spirit in your life? Because we're called to produce fruit daily, right? Not just any fruit, but fruit that lasts. So what does that fruit look like in your everyday life? And I just want to say this one more time. 
Jesus spent three years walking with his disciples, and in the first part of those three years, he spent so much time showing them that he was the Messiah that he was the savior, that he was Lord, that he was the son of God. He did it through miracles, he did it through signs and wonders, he did it through teaching, and then when they came to the realization, he spent the latter half of his ministry and even the last few hours of his ministry declaring, now this power that you've watched me walk in is coming on you. This thing that I've been walking in is now getting ready to come on you. And he starts to use language like, it's better for you that I go. So here they're watching Jesus healing thousands of people, and he's like, it's better for you that I go, because something's coming for you. <laughs> Greater works you will do than these. And I'm sure that read scripture, they're all like freaked out, like, what do you mean? So we can't read scripture and be Bible people and not stop and go, whoa, that's weight. Like, there's some to be with the Father, he's gonna pull us, that's weight, that Jesus is saying when he goes to be with the Father, he's gonna pour out the Holy Spirit and we're gonna walk in the manner, in the ways, in the example that he set. Come on, church, amen? So, okay, somebody pray that time stops. Can we do that? So the Holy Spirit leads our life. I wanna start here for just a minute. What does it mean that he leads in, in our everyday life? In Galatians, Paul's working this thing out where he's trying to say that some are still led by the law and some are still led by the Spirit. And he says, the law just heaps death upon you. You'll never measure up, right? The law, you'll just never measure up. It's all about your performance and nobody in here is ever gonna be perfect. And so he says, don't be led by the law. He says, be led by the Spirit. And he gets to Galatians 5.16 and he says these words. I say to you, Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Has any, all right, so <laughs> with gratifying the desires of the flesh. If we're not raising our hands, we're lives, all right? So, <laughs> so here he's saying here, he's going, I'm telling you, walk by the Spirit, and the things of the, guide you. L look at why this is so important. Paul is using language here and saying, there's a war in your life. And the war is that the flesh nature, our sin nature, my desires, what I want more than anything else, those desires are always trying to point me to the things that I want. Then I've got the spirit in me, the spirit of the Lord, going, but you know what's good. You know what's right. You know the everlasting way. You know what's healthy. You know what brings victory. And so he's like, there's this war between you. And he's telling you and I, the way in which we win that war is if we walk by the spirit. He's going to say, walk in this way, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So I'm going to show you this illustration. I, I was uh, at a track meet the other day with, uh, I think it was my, my son, and can you bring up that picture real quick? And I saw one of the coolest things that I'd ever seen. So everybody's lining up, and this young man who's on that inner lane lines up, and this lady's standing right beside him in the second lane. I'm like, is she crazy? Like, what's she doing right now? And I'm watching, and I, I, I'm noticing she's got this little tether attached to her wrist, and it's only about this long, and it's attached to his wrist. And I notice he's blind. He can't see, but he wants to run track. And so she attaches that to him, and he had some kind of an ear thing, and I don't know that he even heard very well. And so she's lined up, and they were running the 400, which is brutal, right? 
They're lined up, and when the starter gun goes off, she takes off. And now here's the beautiful thing. He's in the inside lane. As long as he stayed beside her in his lane, he was going to go around the track and, and, and finish the race. So she's running with him, and she's setting the pace. So he doesn't lag behind. She can pull him up a little bit. If he tries to run ahead, that tether's only this long. He would pull, she would pull him back a little bit. And they're running this race all the way around the stadium. And all of a sudden, when they get down that last hundred stretch, it erupts in the place. People are standing up. Everybody's clapping. It's noticeable that this kid is running with the guy beside him. And he is going to finish. And the Lord said that's the Holy Spirit in your life. When you tether to me, and it's not long, when you tether to me and you stay in your lane, Aaron, and you, you let me run beside you, I promise you I will get you through. I'm telling you. And here's the thing. If this young man didn't have it to run that race, he could have swore, gone into the other lanes or even got off track. He had no question he had to have her in his life and here we are going this is what paul's talking about walk by the spirit and then he goes on and he says in verse 25 if we live by the spirit let us also keep in step with the spirit now something jumped out at me in that because obviously keeping in the step with the spirit goes along with, with that illustration. But he says this words, if we, it's contingent, if, if we live by the spirit. And I began to think about what does that mean if we live by the spirit. In John chapter three, verse one, Jesus has an encounter with a religious. He know, here's, here's what Nicodemus says. He says, Rabbi, he won't say this in public. He says at night, Rabbi, we know that God has sent you to teach us. Here's why. He goes, your miracles, signs, and signs are evidence that God is with you. Like we're watching supernatural things in you that we don't see anywhere else. So then Jesus replies to him, I tell you the truth, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Then skipping down to verse five, he says, I assure you, Jesus says, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Now look at verse six. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. If you're looking for spiritual life and you're trying to find it in a human way, you're going to miss it. But if you're looking for spiritual life and you tether yourself, walk by, keep in step with the Holy Spirit, you will find the John 10, 10 life, which is that life in abundance. He will get you around the track. You will finish the race. Now, with that said, I want you to note something here. The language is, he says, the Holy Spirit who gives birth to your spiritual life. There is a birthing process because there has to be a death process of the old life. The old is gone. The new, we're still walking important. So when we walk in our own fleshly ways, we're still walking in a human way that doesn't produce life. It's why we run into things and obstacles and walls and oh, never have joy, never feel like we can celebrate, whatever it is. But when we walk in the Holy Spirit's leading, even when obstacles come, this young man had two, at least two senses that he didn't have. And guess what? He finished the race. Even when there's things we feel like we lack, we feel like we can't get over, he will bring us through. So, okay. 
so here's the fire. <laughs> so you got John saying, Holy Spirit and fire. You're going to be baptized with Holy Spirit and fire. Now listen to this. This is, this is important. The Lord gave me imagery on this fire for just a minute and how we typically operate, I feel like, when it comes to the Holy Spirit. How many control freaks out there? Control freaks? Come on. If your spouse is going to lift their hand, come on, control. Okay. There's a handful of us out there. Like, we like to control the things and, and, and so that we can maintain how they operate in our life. Okay, so the Lord shows me fire. I had a friend, John Neiman, who did a, a burn out on his property. We call that a controlled burn. He's burning, and it's big, and it's around the edges. You have your water out there, and you keep the fire burning, and it's big, and it rages, and it looks the part, but it's all controlled and maintained by you. Does it, you don't allow it to go out. If you do, you take water and you quench it. If it goes this way, you take water and you quench it. So that's one kind of fire. The second kind of fire is a wildfire. A wildfire is a little scarier. A wildfire is not controlled and not maintained. It goes wherever the wind blows it. There's a little bit of, uh, what's this look like? A wildfire is a fire in which we're not quenching, but at the end of the day, we're not trying to build borders around. We're just trusting, okay, wherever it goes, it, it kind of goes. And the Lord was showing me. What's my point? The Lord was showing me in these two different fires. I wonder if we treat the Holy Spirit more as a controlled burn, safe, contain him, maintain him, rather than a wildfire, bit of fear, bit of like, ooh, I'm gonna trust you, Lord. Don't know where this thing's going. Wherever the wind blows, you take me. And so I say that because in Ephesians 3, verse 20, Paul gives us a word. He says, now to him, Jesus, who's able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, according to, his, we say this verse a lot in here, according to his power that's worth, with, at work within who? Us. To him be glory in the church and Jesus Christ throughout generations forever and ever and ever. Throughout generations Look, I'm not one who believes that this thing burned out after the first church. The Holy Spirit is burning and alive and ready for a heart that says, I want to run with you. I want to tether myself to you. This is what he's ready to do. So three things, as quickly as I can. Baptism people, we're going to quickly, all right? Here we go. <laughs> Have you seen? Anyways, all right, I'm not going to go. But... Four things daily. What does the leading look like daily? What does this leading look like daily? There's four things really that are our primary daily things. Signs, wonders, miracles. Come on, Lord. Want to see those more and more and more. And, and spiritual gifts. Want to exercise our gifts every single day. But there's four things daily that the Lord is leading us. First thing the Holy Spirit does is he leads us into, somebody say, all truth. John 14, 15, 16 says this. If you love me and obey my commandments, I'll ask the Father. He will give you another advocate who will never him because isn't looking for him, doesn't recognize him. Who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because isn't looking for him, doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you and later will be in you. You hear those words, lead you. You may be kicking and screaming because you've bought into a lie that feels right. But if you trust him, he'll lead you. Amen. He'll take you into the truth, and when you come into the truth, it says when you come to the truth, the truth will set you free. So, if there's truth, then the other side of it means there is deception. And deception is when we ignore the Holy Spirit, we stop listening to him, and then all of a sudden he's going to tell you, if you, don't, if you ignore the Holy Spirit and don't listen to him, there is another voice. John 8, 44. 
Satan has always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, he's consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. So you've got a war for the truth and if you've tethered to the Holy Spirit, he'll lead you into it or you've got a war for lies. Number two, he will teach you and remind you of everything. John 14, 26. The Holy Spirit will teach you everything and remind you all times in life when he taught. Sometimes, sometimes in life, well, all times in life when he taught. Sometimes in life we need reminders. So much of scripture is remind the next generation of my wonderful deeds and what I've done. I don't know how many times you've been in a battle or struggle. We sang it. We sang it. When I fight, I fight on my knees. We're reminded of the victories that we've walked through. A month ago or two months ago or a year ago, that depression that was raging, look where you're at right now. Maybe you're still dealing with some of it, but you're here. You're amongst family. The struggle that you had 10 years ago, look today, you're here. I'm not saying that more struggles haven't come. I'm simply saying he's bringing you through. Amen? He's bringing you through. He will remind you and teach you of everything. Three, he will convict you in all truth. He says, the advocate must come. If I don't go away, then I, he says, if I go away, I'll send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and God's righteousness. Look, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. The Holy Spirit came to convict us of right and wrong. I'm telling you, when you've been with the Holy Spirit in your life, and just trust me, it sounds silly, but when you begin to ask Him in your life because you're tethered to Him, Holy Spirit, do you want me to argue and yell at my wife right now? He's going to say, no. Holy Spirit, do you want me to run into that place where I used to run to and it brought a bunch of just junk? Yep. So all of a sudden, you're having conversation in your heart, your mind, or you can say that loud, I don't care. You say but you're asking Him, and He will convict you of what's good and what's not good. And some people go, well, that's just my conscience. No, it's not. It's Holy Spirit. Because the flesh nature will always point you to something else that's the desires of the flesh. And then finally, the Holy Spirit produces fruit in us. The Holy Spirit produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. This is what He does on the daily. So here's what I want to do. Well, you got to stand up. You got to stand up. We just put, then our hearts are a little bit more activating things, because I believe that when we participate, then our hearts are a little bit more activated and in it. If for you today, you know that you don't know that you've been living by the Spirit, living by the Spirit, you don't know that you've been keeping in step with the Spirit, and you're ready for Him to pour it out, then I'm going to pray over you today that He pours it out. I'm going to pray that today he overwhelms you. I'm going to pray that the bucket at Great Wolf Lodge will pour out and it will cover you from head to toe. So Heavenly Father, right now we pray the promise of your word that says that your spirit will be poured out on your sons and daughters. And so we pray that today, Jesus, for men and women that are crying out in the posture of our hearts, God, to say, pour it out. I want to live by the Spirit, and I want to walk by the Spirit. We pray that today, Jesus, your Spirit would overwhelm us. We know that you're in us, and now, God, flow out from us. We pray.
pray, God, today for the baptism of fire in the Holy Spirit. Would you come and rest upon your sons and your daughters? Would you come and lead us into all truth? Amen and amen. We pray these things. And all God's people say, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord some love today. All right, now grab a seat. <laughs> Anybody who's being baptized in this service, come on up. Let's do this. Oh, man, I'm excited for this. Come on up here. Come on up here. Come on up here. You guys stand over here. Yeah, stand over here. Woo, I like it. Come on up here. All right, who's going first? Don, jump on in here, brother. Now here, listen. We're baptizing, we're consecrating, we're dedicating, and there ought to be an eruption in the kingdom, amen? So here we go. Don, climb on in, brother. Your pockets are empty. All right, praise the Lord. Tell us, brother, why you stand here today and want to be baptized. Jesus is in my heart. I couldn't, couldn't live any other way at this point in time, so... This is the, the last final thing I, I need to be doing. Um, awesome. Amen. 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 So go ahead and grab a seat on your backside there. Many, and that testimony at Easter time, and just a powerful encounter with the Lord has changed everything for him. And that doesn't mean that there's still not battles and struggles, but today, today he's declaring when he comes up out of that water, the old is gone, the new has come, and he's tethered to Holy Spirit. Amen tethered to Holy Spirit. So will you guys pray with us? Father, we thank you for Don. We thank you for his life. We thank you for the way in which you love him. We ask Jesus that now, as he comes up out of this water, that testimony of the way you've touched his life would come alive, would come alive in Jesus' name. We pray these things. Don, I baptize you in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Got it, brother? Reese, come on over here, hon. Come on in. You can take them off. Yeah. You ready? All right, Reese, I'm going to ask you, why do you want to be baptized today? Well, I've gone a lot with going to the and testing him, and I just want to get closer and Amen. Amen. All right, Reese, go ahead and jump on your backside here. Oh, Reese, you're growing up. Father, we thank you for Reese. We thank you for the young woman that she's growing to become. I remember her from a little girl, and now, Jesus, I see this maturity where she's saying, I want to be in his family. Ah, thank you, Jesus, for Reese, and thank you that today all of heaven is shouting and shouting louder than we could ever imagine, for victory belongs to this little woman through Jesus Christ. We praise you for Reese, we praise you for her life, and thank you, God, that you've saved her. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and cross your arms, sweetie. Father, we baptize Reese in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Got it? It's kind of tall. All right. Avery, come on over here, hon. You want me to help you in there? Get, yes, absolutely. Because I want to be on 
Avery, I'm going to ask you, why do you want to be baptized today? You want to be on Jesus' team. That's a winning team right there. So Avery, go ahead and, and lay down. Mom, do you want to pray over her too? Pray over her. You want to pray, Rich? And then Mom's going to dunk her. All right. Uh, Father God, I just thank you for the gifts that um, all my children have been. And I thank you for this step uh, down this path that Avery finds herself on. Uh, and I just ask that you um, just continue to build her up and encourage her and guide her seen you do so far. Uh, and again, just thank you for who she is. Amen. All right, Avery, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why do you want to be baptized? Because I love Jesus. Because you love Jesus. He knows it and he hears it. There. All right. And then slide up just a little bit. Father, we thank you so much for Tinley, God. We thank you for her amazing mother and father who are raising her up in your ways. We thank you how you've marked this little girl for your kingdom. We thank you, Jesus, that you've breathed into her, that she is royalty. She is a daughter of the King of Kings. I pray, God, when she comes out of this water, that, Jesus, she will be a little evangelist in her school. I pray that young men and women will come to know a saving relationship because they see a ferocious powerhouse that's going to come up out of this water. We thank you for Tinley, God. We thank you for the spirit that you've put within her. We thank you, Jesus, that she's going to be a woman who's known to walk with the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and cross your arms, sweetie. Tinley, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son. And the Holy Spirit. All right, who's next? Steph, come on up here. All right. Amen. Gonna climb on in. Woo! Stephanie, tell us why you want to be baptized today. I want to be baptized. Um, it's moved from what was once told as fire insurance. It's not fire insurance. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I feel it. I mean, I've prayed for years. I just I feel it out of all of, out of all of me. Just, he is with me. He is in me. He is all of me. And it's a relationship. He's overflowing, amen, amen. Go ahead and grab a seat, Steph. Amen, you wanna cross your arms. Father, I thank you for Stephanie. When she came into the office, she literally said these words. She goes, I don't know how to explain it, but he is everything to me. <laughs> he is everything to me. And so I pray, Jesus, that you hear those words and that you meet her father where she's at and that together they run this race for your kingdom. I pray, Jesus, that she will be an example to so many of what it means to move from just a religious notion to a deep-seated relationship with the God of the universe who loves her and she loves him. Thank you, Jesus, for Stephanie's testimony. In your name we pray. Amen. Stephanie, I baptize you in the Father and the Son. Woo! Come on, church. Let's go. Woo! 
young man. Introduce yourself and tell us why you want to be baptized today. My name is Jacob, and I would like to be baptized because I love Jesus Christ and I am ready to accept him as my salvation. Come on! Jacob, how old are you? 13 today. Guess, guess, guess what day his birthday is? Today. But guess what day his spiritual birthday is? Today. Amen? Today is not only your physical birthday, but today is your spiritual birthday. And I'm telling you right now, young man, when you come up out of this water, you will never be the same again. For you will have a God of the universe who's for you, who loves you, will lead you, and he will transform you into a man after his own heart. Amen? And amen. Go ahead and grab a seat. Woo, come on. Father, we praise you so much for Jacob's life. We thank you up out of this water and have that his birthday that today is the day that he gets to come up out of this water and have that new birth, that new life that we've already read about. I pray that today, Jesus, when he comes out, this would be a spirit lead young men, especially to take on whatever comes his way. And I pray that he would lead men, lead young men, especially in his school, God, to a knowledge of a saving relationship with you. We thank you for him. In Jesus' name we pray. Take it with baptizing the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's go, church. Stand up. Let's go. Let's sing this together. Woo! Come on. Let's get loud. Let's get loud. Thanks for listening today. If you want to find out how to get involved, go to reliancecommunity.org.